time for the Brotherly Love Podcast. Keeping it real on the Philly sports scene since 2014. If anybody in their right mind is worried about Jalen Brunson translating the next level, then they didn't watch him play. I believe their team is destiny, man. I really do not think that they're going to be denied. Whether it's the fight Bills, the Birds, the Fly Guys, the Process, or a national headline, these two beauties are talking sports with a passion only Philly fans can comprehend. Here's your host, Joe O'Donnell. Stop feeding John me to car bombs. Run the ball, control the clock, don't do anything stupid. And John Mita. Kids out there, make sure you practice your free throws. Dear God, give me an interview with the Eagle Scouting Department. I know I could be better. It is the Brotherly Love Podcast from Stone Harbor, New Jersey. What's up? Back in Jersey. SoundCloud, iTunes, in the house. Uh, it's beautiful out here, Joe. Even better. A lot nicer than last time. You yeah. had to take your shirt off. Look how, yeah, it was, I, feel, <laughs> I still feel bad for you. A little breeze going, and it is the one and only Brotherly Love Podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Alive and in person, summer sesh. Joe Donald, John Mita. It's been a minute. But uh, good to be back on here on the Brotherly Love Podcast. Obviously, the hiatus um, was a long one. We apologize for that. Uh, my friend Johnny Mita, a lot of our listeners know everything you've been going through. And I uh, just want to say we're you know, devastated by the tragic passing of your wife, my friend. And I know that uh, she was a big, big supporter of what we were doing here. <laughs> no doubt. And I know part of you wants to, you know, honor her by making this podcast the biggest and best thing we can do absolutely couldn't be said any better she was our my biggest fan our one of our biggest fans she was all about taking it to the next level and we're gonna make our mission to do that but uh thank you for the kind words buddy yeah it was a uh it was a tough couple weeks tough couple months but uh you know she's she's resting peacefully now and the pain is over and i'm grateful for that so but obviously going to miss her every day because she would love to critique me, tell me what I can <laughs> improve on. She also tell you the funny story. She also told Joe that she was going to jump up and do a podcast right now on the 4th of July, which is yeah. pretty hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. She's just... a fighter, brother, and uh, you're about as strong of a person as I've ever met. I've told you that before. So Appreciate it. Um, let's jump into it on the Philly sports scene. And I know you're a little upset right now <laughs> with, uh, with the city almost in a way oh, that, God. that, uh, you've said to me, you, you're wondering why Philadelphia is not a destination sports town right now. And I kind of disagree with that take. And I disagree with this whole rushing things as a fan base right now. And we're going to dive into all of this and I'm going to twist it all together and hopefully make it make sense. But why don't you start with, you know, LeBron obviously in the free agency, process for the Sixers, Machado and the Phillies and the trade deadline and how you sort of see these things almost coming together as like missed opportunities for the sports teams here in the city of brotherly love. Well, it's just one of these things where it's like your team needs to improve. Yes, the Sixers took a huge step. They won 52 games. But then now it's time to take it to the next level. You know, they have more money than God than <laughs> anyone else right now. And they couldn't attract a star to come here and play. Like Brett Brown said before, we're, we're star hunting, yeah. we're star developing. All right, well, they struck out. You know, they re-signed J.J. Reddick, good signing, totally on board with that. 
They re-signed Amir Johnson, Mr. Charlie Hustle in the NBA. Okay. Wasn't hustling to sign that contract. <laughs> Thank God they didn't give him $11 million. I hopefully he only got three. Then they had that Euro shooter, Benicia, whatever, Del Torio, whatever the guy's name is, right? He was supposed to sign a one-year deal, kind of fill the role of being a shooter. What happens to him? He's like, yeah, I'm going to play in Europe. They're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to stay close to my family. What happens three days later, he signs a three-year contract with the Sacramento Kings for three years, $20 million. The third year is not guaranteed. Then they trade Rishon Holmes. They tra- I mean, they're all over the map, but we just didn't land a big fish. Now, here's the deal. I was totally on board with trying to get Kawhi Leonard, totally on board with it. However, when I found out the news that they wanted either Embiid and Simmons, I would have been like – I would have hung up the phone on him. So I just don't understand. Uh, my frustration lies is like, why wouldn't people want to play in Philly? You know, they have four major sports teams. It's a great city. It's one of the top five media markets in the entire country. And we can't seem to get anybody that wants to come play here. Don't you feel like LeBron, though, now that it's all played out LeFraud? the whole time, knew he was going to L.A.? 100%. Right. And the fact that this dude scheduled a meeting – with the Phillies brass, even knowing that there Sixers was no brass, right. Yeah, the Sixers brass, knowing that there was no shot in hell that he was coming here. It's ridiculous. And then he didn't even attend the meeting. And he didn't come in. He phoned in. You know, I don't even know if he even did that. So that that was a little ridiculous. Yeah. A little stringing along. I think they wanted to sign somebody. But, again, and this is why drafting is so important. Because if you can't get the free agents, you need to build within. So we'll see. But I think the one thing that does this does, Joe, is the fact that I think the Sixers are going to play with a real chip on their shoulder this year. Because people kind of said, eh, they're not good enough. I don't want to join them. You know, forget them. And I think they're going to play even harder. So, but so it's just disappointing. And then and then the Phillies. Yeah, go ahead. Phillies with the Manny Machado thing. Like, is he going to be a – you know, the Dodgers said this, he's just a rental. But, my God, I, I kind of would have given up. Maybe not the house, but there's a real possibility that he resigns with you. A greater possibility than Kawhi Leonard, where Kawhi's like, I'm going L.A., 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 where Machado's like, eh, whoever backs up the Brinks truck. Now, he definitely wants – he said that, you know, he also wanted to play for the Yankees, so that's a possibility, but he's like a top three player in the league. And the offense that that dude would have injected into this lineup – you were in the hunt okay. if they were able to land them. They're Go in ahead. the hunt now. Right. Are they going to? Were they going to win the World Series if Manny Machado's on their team this year? The answer is probably no. And this is why this is the this is the crutch of all of this for me. Okay. If this was December, I get it. I get the impatience. I get the need to win immediately. But did everybody forget what occurred in February? We got. I mean, we got our title. Philadelphia got what it had longed for more than anything else in the sports world, and that's the Super Bowl. John Mita, you know, let's take 1983 out of it because it doesn't really count. I was in diapers, all right? The bottom line is I had to wait 28 years for a championship, then another 10 for the next one. I'm okay if the next couple of seasons are building to get there. Let's look at the Sixers for a minute, all right? They have young talent. They learned how to win this year for the first time. They experienced the playoffs. Three, four, five years from now, LeBron's out of basketball. Five years, whatever it is. 
the Warriors are not the Warriors. You give yourself the best chance to win in the future. We always talked about trust the process for years while they were tanking. They're going to turn it around. Sam Hinkie's our savior. Now, why are we rushing it? So you're calling me greedy. Is that what you're doing? I'm just saying I don't understand. It's not just you. It's <laughs> nah. the whole fan base. No, nah, I get it. I don't understand nah, the impatience and the mindset, all right? Well, it's just – The Bird Super Bowl should buy us some time, all right? Why give up all these assets for Machado when you don't know if he's going to be here long term? You're not going to win the World Series with him anyway. All right, let, let's let's talk about assets though. And when we're you're not winning the title I with Kawhi or LeBron. I hear. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. What? Okay, Kawhi Leonard, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. Okay. Yeah. JJ Redick. Uh huh. Okay. They're beating the Warriors. It's a strong possibility. Let me tell you why. Because it comes down to matchups, right? So yeah. it's like, all right, who's going to guard? Who, oh, who can't you match up with in the league? It's the Warriors. Nobody no, can match up. No, but here's the deal. that You look at a guy like who can cover a guy like Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, because he has that length, I understand. Right? So I know certain you can... things. And then it's like, okay, who's going to cover Joel Embiid? And then you get a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who's probably the best defensive player in the entire league, and you can match him up on Klay Thompson. You could put him on Steph Curry. So – I think you're really underselling the value of what Kawhi Leonard would have done for this team. Okay. My point is still, let's let's see this thing play out, man. I got you. The process is in place. The Flyers are a playoff team. Gotcha. Okay? On the rise, potentially, with a could-be bona fide number one netminder coming through their system for the first time in ages. Well, the Sixers are on the rise. 50-plus wins. Young talent. The Phillies have surprised everybody and sped this thing up. And the Eagles are the goddamn champs. Why are we freaking out over LeBron spurning us, Kawhi deal not getting done? Like, why are you going to blow up parts of the franchise to bring in one or two pieces when they're probably not going to bring you the championship three months down the line, six months down the line? Why not just stay the course, see what happens, go all in when you know this is it? Okay. When, when, when the trade deadline says you bring in one piece and you're the champs, that's when you make those moves. But, like, I, 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 I see your point, but let's get with the Machado, right? You're talking about prospects. Do you know what prospects are? I understand. Are? It's certainty versus uncertainty. Yes. Manny Machado, proven commodity, right? Prospects. Do you remember the Don Brown thing? I Dominic remember. Dominic Brown? Yeah, yeah, I remember. They could have had David Wright. It was Don Brown, Vanable, Vance Worley, and somebody else. And they're like, Don Brown. He's untouchable. Pro- I un- untouchable. Yeah. Untouchable. He's not even in the league anymore. I know. He's in AAA. So they're all prospects. So I you know. don't know who is going to be good. You don't know. But if it's on the table, the reason why they're not beating the Astros, they're not beating the Red Sox, they're not beating yeah. the Yankees. And but the, the Sixers aren't is- beating the Warriors. They're probably not beating the Rockets. I mean, like, you have to look at when do you give yourself the best chance to win? The, again, this is an impatient fan base. This is this is hard-on-your-sleeve fan, John Mita. And it's not just you. It's the whole city. Everybody was up in arms over these moves. I'm just like, why not just wait it out for once? We have our title, okay? (laughs) I can wait five more years for all of these teams to be dominant for a long time. What happened in Boston over the last decade doesn't happen very often, where they got Stanley Cup rings and NBA titles and Super Bowls out the wazoo and they win a World Series. Like That doesn't happen. That's fantasy land, okay? Let's put our teams in a spot where they can be dominant for a while, where they can be in the conference finals three out of four years. I want a larger window. 
I understand. I know how quickly the window can close, but you give yourself a better chance to have a larger window when you don't blow things up or you don't go all in for a guy that maybe is a short-term rental and one that's not even going to help you win the title in that year anyway. The thing about acquiring Machado, though, I just want him to experience Philadelphia. Get him acclimated. Be like, man. Cheesesteaks? Yeah. He looks like he likes cheesesteaks, Manny. <laughs> but it's like one of those things. It's like just bring him into town. Show him the love so that when he makes that decision next offseason, he can be like, I love playing in Philly. And how many guys come back here and, like, they kind of live here after their career's yeah. over? Because it's a good spot. I mean, I get it. We're all impatient. Why are we impatient? Because winning feels so damn good. No, I know. That's why we're impatient. I watched impatient. the Super Bowl three times this weekend. I love watching that game. And by the over way, they won. And over. <laughs> uh, still champions of the world and until I'll tell they you get what, dude, One of the most underrated plays in Super Bowl 52 is the fourth and one. Okay? They don't get it. Lights out. Game over. Patriots are going to get the ball at the 40 or whatever. Probably put the nail in the coffin. Nick Foles, and I don't remember noticing this live, sidesteps the rush like he's the fleetest of foot QBs on the planet and then throws that strike to Ertz on that little uh, crisscross kind of moving pick play with Burton there to move the sticks by a half a yard or whatever. Yeah. But he, there was heat coming, and I don't know where, like if it was the football gods – if Carson Wentz was on the sideline saying, a, you know, an our father or whatever happened. But Nick Foles sidesteps the pressure and throws a dart. And that sidestep saved the season. Yeah. What a game. No, nah, it was – I mean, it never gets old watching that no. game. Just between everything, the play calling and – And how bad were Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth oh, going back and oh, oh. That, oh, no, no, no. Chris Collinsworth. Okay. The Earth they had t- money on the Pats, right? They had to have. They sounded like Brett Musburger. But here's the deal. When they said that that's not a touchdown, they're like, oh, I think this is getting overturned. Like, yeah. it's not even in the ballpark. No. Like, honestly, all scoring plays are reviewed by the NFL. That's part of the rules. But that one didn't even have to be reviewed. Because no. he turned in a run. They're like, yeah. oh, very similar to the Jesse James play. No, I'm like, no. That dude caught the ball yeah. at the one-yard line like, and lunged into the end zone. When you were at – Zach Ertz takes three steps. Yeah. He then becomes a runner. As soon as the ball goes over the right. goal line, it's lights it's out. Moot. yeah. And he fumbled the ball but then never yeah. lost it. He caught it. He caught it. When uh, when you were live at the stadium, yeah. did you know what was going – I mean, were you like, what are they looking at here? Yeah, I was screaming. <laughs> screaming. I'm like, this is not even – this is a joke that they're, that they're even reviewing this. And then I, I, I watch it and then hear those idiots just, oh, I don't know, but after everything, the rule is this way. This is coming back. Yeah. Like, yeah. he wasn't, he took three steps. Yeah. I mean, that was, but anyway, Let's Patriots ju- are still losers. Let's jump to the birds. Training right. camp opens later this week. All right. Just a few minutes ago on Twitter, my man Ruben Frank listed 10 reasons why the birds will repeat. Okay. Why they won't repeat? Why they will. Love it. He had a better roster, terrible division they play in, coaching, basically the Wentz factor. And then he dropped this nugget in there. The Birds are 13-3 at home the last two years. One of those three losses is that Cowboys game at the end of the season where the Eagles were clearly not playing football. Yeah. They sat everybody. Nate Sudfeld special. Oh, Sudfeld. Thank God I sold my ticket for you, that game, by you, the way. You, you add in the playoff games and you throw out that Dallas game, they're like 15-2 and two the last two years at home. So yeah. you take care of home field advantage, you're in a terrible division, a better roster, and you could have home field advantage in the playoffs again. 
So with training camp on the horizon this week, your expectations for the birds are what? I, I, I couldn't agree with them more. I think they're in prime position. I think they've made some improvements. People don't understand the improvements they've made on defense. Getting a couple new defense linemen, Haloti Nada, Michael Bennett. Sidney Jones playing a full season, Sydney hopefully. Sidney Jones playing a full season. Like, they are loaded. And Derek Barnett, he's got a year under his belt. I mean, they're going to be – the one thing with their defense, though, is the one thing that we need to look out for in training camp that's going to be – it's the linebacking position. Yeah. And I depth. know you love your linebackers. And I love linebackers. But, I mean, that's – it's – you know, you got Bradham and you got Hicks. And then it's You got Mr. Joe X. Walker. Oh, Joe Walker. Joe Walker with no gloves on. Oh, no gloves for this Goldie Maybe Locks Brian hand. Brayman, you know. Maybe Brian Brayman takes oh, it Brian next level. Brian Brayman. What Special an animal that guy ace. is. But – and then you got all the people coming back, right? Yeah. You know, they won the Super Bowl without Carson Wentz, Jason Peters, Darren Sproles, Chris, Chris Maragos. Yeah. You're talking like – these are all legitimate starters for your football team, and they're all coming back. And the other thing is, too, I think Wentz is on a mission. I think he said it kind of hurt him a little bit, didn't really talk about it, but I think he really wanted to be the first quarterback to win a Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think he's just going to be on a mission to bring them back. And it's going to be fun, man. It's great that to know that you're you're the top dog. And I think it's very hard to repeat in professional sports, but this team has as good a chance as any. There hasn't been an NFC East champ to repeat since 03-04 when the Eagles did it. Think about that for a minute. Hmm. NFC champ hasn't repeated in a long time either, and the last team to win the Super Bowl back-to-back years were the Pats, and that was like 15 years ago. Right. So it's an uphill battle. But, you know, again, I think they're well-equipped. Right, and they've done it before. The experience factor is huge. Yep. Like, but the question is, last year the rallying point was, we're the underdogs. Right. So now it's going to be, well, what's going to be the new ideology for this football team? I think, I think you hit on it, though, man. It's kind of si- silencing the haters because there's still a lot of haters out there. Look a at mu- the mustache Ben McAdoo. Oh, God. What a I mean, drone. what a clown. He's an idiot. <laughs> like, nice I, hire, Giants. <clears throat> yeah. I, yeah. For him to I even told you, that's a, he's a hate-the-face guy for me. Oh, God. Can't stand him. Dude, how about a slick back hair? He looks oh. like a mobster. He does. Brutal. Yeah. That guy's yeah. – what a yeah. clown. Clown. He Let him keep chirping. Yeah. All right, fighting Phils, 55-43 and 43 now. First place, game lead over the Braves, equal number of losses, but the Phils have played two more games. They won them both. So they got a game lead on Atlanta. Aaron Altair option to Lehigh Valley today. He's hitting less than his weight, a buck seventy-one, and almost two hundred and fifty plate appearances. Last year he had two seventy-two with nineteen dingers, uh, and just about four hundred or fifty or so plate appearances. Phillies host the Dodgers starting tonight. Braves have the Marlins. They'll probably sweep up those clowns. Uh, let's start wherever you want with the Phils, but I'd like the lead without Aaron Altair, and uh, maybe going down to Lehigh Valley get him right. Well, they could certainly use the depth. Well, I mean. It, let's get the whole lineup right, or a little better. I mean, their batting average as a team is absolutely atrocious. I mean, I touched on it before. If they just start hitting a little better, yeah. I mean, you look at their averages. They have what? They might. Do they have anybody hitting three hundred? No, not even close. Not one team, right? No. Who's got the the best batting average? Cesar, a, I think. I think yeah. Cesar's in the two seventies. I'll look it up real quick. Yeah. But I mean, they're, they're but you got to take some pressure off of your defense by hitting the ball a little better. Pressure off the pitching because the Phillies have not been very clean in the field either, no. for that matter. No. So 
Um, that's a little concerning. Well, and again, it's like here's the deal. What type of moves are you going to make at the trade deadline? All right, because that's upon us. And there's been rumors that they might bring back Cole Hamels. You know, I just saw Curtis Granderson's name getting mentioned today. Didn't I, even know that guy was still alive. The Grandy Man? We'll take the Grandy Man. Yeah, if it's like 2008 Curtis Granderson, I'll take him. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll find one of those old school rentals. But what about Jay Happ? Would you trade for Jay Happ? If you could trade for Jay Happ or Cole Hamels at the deadline to improve your starting pitching, and then maybe you throw a guy like Vinny Velasquez in the bullpen and get rid of the Adam Morgans and the Tommy, oh, God. Tommy Hunters? No, Tommy Hunter. Odubel Herrera's what hitting 280. Terrible pitcher. Cesar's hitting 271. Franco's climbed to 266. Those are your top three Phillies hitters. I mean, 280, same. 271, 266. Then you want to look at some other regulars. Yeah. Hoskins, 252. Alfaro, 252. Williams, 252. Scotty Jetpacks at a paltry 237. Carlos. He's been a disappointment. Santana, 209. Yeah, I mean, Santana, 209. I mean, good Lord. He is top five in the league and walks and RBIs, yeah, I mean, he's though. made some other contributions. Yeah. But, again, if even his – Right. If you if look at that line of those batting averages, yeah. I mean, if they all pick up their batting averages by, let's just say, 10 points, right. they're going to be scoring a whole lot more runs. Yep. I mean, think about that. If we think about, like, if the bullpen was better and the bats were better. Or just came back to their average. How many more wins do you think this team would have? They'd right. probably be 15 games over 500 easily. Yep. So, but, yeah, go get all tear right. I mean, we got to figure out who's going to be in this outfield. Uh, that's the the mystery. You got Hoskins. He's playing left field for now. But at some point, it, when Santana's time runs, you, you're probably going to move him back to first base. Maybe acquire Mike Trout, possibly. I love it. I love it. How yeah. about our boy Hoskins, by the way, in the home run derby, Reese's Pieces? Nah, he was unbelievable. Until my, Schwarber came up with his corked bat. Yeah, his quirk And his back. steroids. One of those timeouts, I don't think he was drinking Gatorade. I think it was just straight juice. He does look like Jason Giambi a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, if Hoskins was going against anybody else, he probably would have won the thing. Yeah. But that's a new change in the rules. The so. man rolling through town, Chase Utley, last three games uh, in Philly. Just announced his retirement. We, unless, Joe, of course, you, we meet the Dodgers in the postseason. Were you crying when Chase announced his retirement? It's Tell a me sad day, feel. man. Yeah. I know but you know what? It's time. Is he is he your favorite player of all time? That's a great question. I think he's damn close. Yeah, yeah probably. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I had a man crush on Pat Burrell for a while. Oh, God. Half man, half machine. Until he, uh, he wore that leather suit in that interview and got all weird. He did get weird. What was that? The Giants, right? With Brian I think Wilson. that whole team was weird. Eight millimeter? Yeah, that's a weird group. Yeah. Got the black pirate beard. Chase Utley in the Hall of Fame? Great question. Um... I think he just falls short. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, you look at those two years, he basically missed the whole season. Exactly. And I think it cost him, yeah. you know, another 50 dingers, another 150 RBIs. I mean, yeah. you know, that's a big deal talk when about you're talking too. numbers. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Is I did, Jim, I did is, see he's one of only, I think, a handful of second basemen ever with 250 homers and 400 doubles. Yeah. And I saw some other crazy stat. Um, that during basically his generation, his prime, like if you if you pull up those numbers, it's basically Robinson Cano and Chase Utley, and that's it. It's a wrap. Like yeah. there's not even anybody else close in and all Robbie's, the bigs. Yeah, Robbie's on the shelf with right. some steroid use yeah. for 80 games. So, yeah. Um, what, what about Jimmy Rollins? Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? No. 
I do. Look at his numbers. So you would you would say Rollins would get in, Utley does not. Yes. Because Rollins I mean Rollins won an MVP. He's got how many gold gloves? His numbers, if you look at the position, man, look at Jimmy's numbers. He definitely should be in. I'm pulling him up right now. Compare him to look at the great shortstops, right? So like Ozzy Smith, maybe Barry Larkin. Jimmy Rollins finished his career with 2,400 hits, a 264 average. That's better than I thought it would have been. 200 dingers, almost 1,000 RBIs, almost 500 steals. 17 years for J-Roll. That's a hell of a career. Yeah. And how many gold gloves, does it say? Yeah, I'll grab that for you. You got it, brother. Hey, any, you need anything else while I'm nah, on here on the interweb? you just keep on looking up. You're, you're the, you're so the you driver. So you think J-Roll in... Utley, just short. Just short. Like you said, if he didn't have those banged-up years where he missed, he probably would be in. It's too it's too sunny out here. I can't read my game. Right. Oh, hang on. Four-time Gold Glove, three-time All-Star, MVP, 08 World Series, obviously, Silver Slugger Award. Yeah. Who knows what the hell that is. So, four-time Gold Glover, yeah. almost 3,000 hits. Yeah. I mean, you look, and if you look at these other guys, like shortstops, and compare his numbers. like Shortstops that are in? Yeah. yeah. He's right there. So. Well, good for J-Roll then. Yeah. Speaking of Hall of Fame, Brian Dawkins getting inducted here in a couple of weeks. <sighs> that speech is going to be legendary. Oh, I can't wait. You know, Are you going to go? I'm trying. You really should, man. This is like a John Mita I know. treat yourself I said, weekend. I know, man. But then I just got an invite to Nashville. So yeah, but <laughs> let's see that thing in writing. <laughs> that invite. Um, but I definitely want to go. I always said that if Brian Dawkins ever made the Hall of Fame, I've never been there. I would go. So, but it's like it's soon. Like Twelve days away. Yeah, you better so, get walking. So I, I don't know if 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 I can find a way, I'll try to make it happen. But it, I don't know. I just there was so much going on. I didn't really have time to to plan this out, but you know me. Yeah. I would love to be there because the guy is just my favorite player of all time. So anything else you want to get into? Yeah, just real quick, I just want to rant on this idiot Colin Cowherd. Oh okay? yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Let's Colin Cowherd, I'm so sick and tired of his act. He just trashes Philly. Then he's just, you know, LeBron this, LeBron that. Now that he's out in L.A., like, just shut up. You make me sick. Don't talk about Philadelphia fans. You have no idea anything. You just say sh stuff, excuse me, just to say it. Yeah. He never and, used to be like that. No, no. And he's becoming like Skip Bayless. Honest to God, Stephen A. Smith. I take the three of them right now and hit them with a paintball gun. <laughs> I just like to line them up like they're at the carnival and just blast them all. Yeah. Because they're just so stupid with what they say. Yeah. I'll like, tell you this. Don't talk about Philadelphia if you've never lived here. I used to feel like he was very rational. Used to be a guy that, for me, gave good analogies to life, right? Yeah. Something going on in sports, he tied into yeah. his landscaper. And I'd always be like, huh, you know what? That is an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. And lately, you're right. He's becoming more shock jockish. I just saw he got a new extension. He's making like $6 million a year. That's incredible. I still listen to him. But I've seen now, yeah. like, his Twitter handle, he tweets out sort of like his hot take of the day yeah. and the retweet. And so he's he's 
fed into that cycle, and I get it. That's his job now. It's clicks. It's ratings. It's yeah. what can you say to stay relevant, front of mind, to uh, to go viral. Well, but it's just what... disappointing because I don't feel that that's who he was when he came up, and that's what made The Herd such a good show for me. But what? you're right. He's no. been bashing Philly. He's, he, would, he trashed the Sixers for uh, thinking they had a shot at LeBron. Like, what? Why? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But and I'm with you. Like, he was one of the guys that – you know, you're the one that told me about him the first time, like, because I didn't know who the he hell was. He was on Boise all the right. time. You told me about this guy. And then I watched him, and I kind of did like a lot of his takes. But I'm just so sick of the trashing of Philly. I remember he was talking about predicting the Super Bowl. Patriots. He's like, let me break it down for you. Patriots versus the Eagles. Better coach, Patriots. Better quarterback, Patriots. Better defense, right. blah, blah, blah. Goes through the whole thing. Patriots will win this game easily by, like, two touchdowns. Well, how'd that work out, Kyle? Yeah. Okay, so he has said he is on record that he loves Carson Wentz and he's planning on basically, you know, Carson Wentz getting the 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 pumping of the tires on a regular basis this season. So I have no issue with that at all. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. no. Now, if you listen, Colin Cowherd loves himself some Russell Wilson. Yeah. So if he goes into that kind of Carson Wentz becomes his new Russell Wilson like little yeah. love thing. Yeah. I think you'll have. I think you'll be back on the Cowherd board. Uh, I don't know. On board the Cowherd train a little bit more yeah. this season. All right. But he does make it hard on Philly fans. He does take it out on Philly fans all the time. Well, and you're right. There's and no the other reason big thing it. was like he was like, How are when you guys ran coaches out of Boston town. Remember when he said, yeah. you, we ran Andy Reid out of time. No, no, Andy Reid ran the message out of town. Was stale, yeah. and he couldn't get the job done. Yeah. That team was a train wreck when he left. And look at Kansas City. Yeah, is he getting the job done out there? No, no. So yeah, I'm with you. All right, Godspeed. Hey, this Godspeed. is not too bad considering the the hangover factor. Um, we put in a great shift this weekend. How did uh, how was Gold that lunch Man. today? Lunch at Finding Nemo's. Well, it took them about 35 minutes to make three cheesesteaks, and we're the only people that order food in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Now the food did come out good. Did that help you though in the recovery process? Uh, there's gonna be more to this recovery. I got some a bunch of water. I got some electrolyte pills if you need some. Ah, oh, there you go. That might be in order. All right, so, so. you're out of here, headed back. Headed back. D-Bird. Yep. Gonna go you babysit. got Bird and D-Bird with you. I got the two birds, D-Bird and Big Bird, <laughs> or a.k.a. Michael Orr from the blind side. I'm just it was so nice to have him here, wasn't it? Yeah. A celebrity of his celebrity. magnitude. Love that movie. It's funny when the bouncers in the bar are telling you, please don't do anything tonight. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> is that what they said? I missed that one. That's pretty funny. The bouncer's like, hey, man, I'm five foot eight. I'll just let you finish anything that comes up here tonight. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, all right, brother. Good to see you. you Got to make it back down here. Maybe we'll yeah. do one from the Link Parking Lot. Link Parking Lot. I like for, it, man. For training camp practices. We, bring out Since a we can't get into the practices. The Eagles I'm... selling tickets or not selling them, but you got to have a seat to yeah. get into a training camp practice. I know. It's yeah. I miss kind of where That's we're the one thing in. I do miss. Though. Where's Cowherd on that? Yeah. Uh, is that a bad sports town? Yeah. Yeah. The training camp practices, yeah. quote unquote, sell out in like 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. bad sports town. He's a what donkey. All right, Brotherly Love Podcast. Appreciate all love and support. Twitter, at Love Podcast. Thanks SoundCloud, for listening, iTunes. Appreciate it. Maybe this uh, episode will go viral like the last one because some spam site picked up and retweeted it. That's how we roll. <laughs> Get our clicks up. We're cowherdish. Yes. Um, all right, Johnny Mater. Love you, brother. Good to see you. See you, brother. All right, till next time. Appreciate all the love and support. The BL Podcast. Till next time. See Thanks for listening to the Brotherly Love Podcast on SoundCloud.com.